y'all welcome back uh really excited about uh this episode talking about covid i mean it's just it's such an ever-present thing nowadays and, and honestly it interests me to no end uh obviously it's incredibly serious and i hope anyone out there that is either affected by it or has it i wish you genuinely the best it's quite a scary time um Honestly, as scary a time as I can recall, at least for a worldwide type of an epidemic thing. I mean, obviously, I wasn't alive for the Spanish flu. So, yeah, I think this might be one of, of many of a series of, of doing an interview. Uh, having my buddy Dylan on this episode and just kind of just going to interview him and see how his life has, has been altered. And see, I mean, it, it, just in that we all have changed so much over the last few weeks uh, I, I think it's just interesting to document it in real time, just so you know, maybe just so we can maybe try and get a handle on all of this. Obviously, make some jokes. I uh, got some interesting details along the way, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy it as much as I do. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Welcome back. Super excited. Uh, gonna gonna do another co-hosting episode. This might be the new thing. Uh, I got my buddy, good old friend Dylan Ellis. He's uh, also in Austin, Texas. Where I'm from, but no longer live, and uh, yeah, gonna get his uh, gonna get his perspectives and things. So, uh, bro, if, if you if you want to just introduce yourself, what would what would a normal week for you consist of? Uh, man, uh, a normal week. Uh, I work remotely. Um, I'm a sales uh, regional sales manager for a brewery. So, and that brewery is in California. I live here, so I work remotely already. I'm used. I work from home a couple hours usually in the morning. And then the rest of my day, I'm out uh, popping into bars, popping into grocery stores, accounts, saying what up, trying to grow sales, selling, whatever. Um, so basically, half my day is not that different. And the other half is very different. So because I don't go anywhere as no, nobody, uh, you know, yeah, nobody does. Not you know, happening. Place, I'm not I'm essential, I guess, but not essential enough to go anywhere. <laughs> but fortunately our distributor is essential and they're still moving a bunch of beer out the door and actually more than usual, frankly, right now. So, um, it's just weird. Yeah. It's just, uh, a normal week would be a lot of being out, a lot of talking to seeing people and it's Flat a lot of not that, whole thing. that totally. Yeah. Just schmoozing or, you know, genuinely, uh, people I like to see and hang out with and customers that are cool and take care of me. And, um, now it's a lot of like texting those people like, A, sorry, you don't have a job anymore. Or B, sorry, you work in a grocery store right now. Oh, my God. Is there anything I can do to help you? And usually the answer is no. Yeah. What, I want to like, I want to die. <laughs> yeah, <I don't. laughs> Holy smoke. So so bars, are they still they're They're not open, obviously. But are, what are bartenders doing? Like, is that who you would talk to or who would you talk to at bars? Yeah, I mean, typically it's the, the, the GM or the a beer if there's a person who's the beer buyer who's not the gm you know whoever it is but yeah i mean they're they're all um yeah they're all donezo and most bars don't have the money or capital to stay open a month without any business you know i mean yeah. rent in austin texas is extremely high um and so it's it's just crazy like so i know so many people who just don't have a job overnight did not have a job and there's a lot of like relief funds and GoFundMe's, but I just feel I feel like kind of overwhelmed, frankly. Like I would love to help everybody I can, but like I can't donate a hundred dollars to every GoFundMe I see because I don't have any yeah. money. Literally, uh, 
you know, literally I've tried to donate. I've tried to share things, but, um, it's, it's insane. And, uh, you know, like Alamo draft house, which is a great uh, movie chain that's based here in Austin. They're a huge customer for us. They sell a ton of beer. They're a great partner. You know, overnight they had to close their doors because there are no new movies and oh, they tried to stay open for, for like a week. Um, but eventually there's no more movies coming out. And so they're looking on the horizon and they're, you know, they're putting people in a crowded room together. So they were trying to space people out. They were trying to like sell only sell half the tickets. And finally they just like, we have to close. Um, there's just no. And so they had to furlough basically everybody because, you know, they can't afford to, uh, but they've done some things like they have a relief fund, but that's just, there's, there's situation after situation like that, that people just, they, they have no, and there's no revenue anymore. And bars already make are run really thin margins. So. Oh yeah. You're, they're not making any money. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, whoa, super unfortunate. Um, you know, a lot of restaurants are trying, they're doing to go to go and all um, that, but they can't sell booze or, I mean, you know, the funny thing is in Texas is three weeks ago, we had the worst, most regulatory body of any ABC. And then since they're like, put a margarita in a box, I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's fine. You can have it. Yeah. If you can keep your thing spinning, just keep it. Yeah. Whatever. Just, just that's fine. Turning, we don't, bro. we don't care anymore. Um, wow. But it's tough. I've, I've gone to a couple like good restaurants that are uh, like buy a good amount of beer from here that are good partners and to pick up food to just be like, I, I'm thank you. I'm trying. Yeah. And they're like, man, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. So I think some people are going to be able to weather the storm, but you know, there's a lot of industry insider uh, magazines and some figures, but I mean, a lot of people estimate anywhere from 15 to 30% to 50% of bars just won't be able to reopen because they just don't have any money left. So it's going to be, it's going to be weird. It's going to change the the landscape of, uh, you know, of everything really, of but entertainment. In yeah, entertainment. yeah, I mean, and so you wow. look at like when, and you know, one thing we keep talking about is when, when this goes back to normal, hopefully it's not going to be like flipping on a light switch, you know, no one's going to want to go stand in a crowded bar shoulder to shoulder. Like, it's just not going to be that way anymore. Nobody wants to do that. Dude, that brings <laughs> me, okay. That brings me to one of my first like scripted questions or whatever. Uh, what will it take? What will you have to hear or see being done? Or what will it take for you to be comfortable to go to, let's just say, like a UT game, like a UT football game, you and 80,000 others. What will, when will you be comfortable with that? What would need to happen for you to go, all right, let's go? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look at, like, I guess China, you know, as sort of, Seems like they're on the other side of it. They're starting to open things back up, sort of. But I guess, you know, when the death rate has stopped, like when people aren't dying anymore, because, um, yeah, also the testing thing, too. That's if they can get to a point where everybody can be tested at some point, and then you know either I don't have it or and I don't even know if they can test for this. I think just. I don't think they can test for if you had it and you don't have it anymore, right? It's just like you're either a negative test, which means you've gotten over it or you never had it. So, you know, once they can test everybody, right? And then we can all kind of have a little bit more peace of mind and know like, oh, um, I don't have it. Or like I can go somewhere, you know? Yeah, it's going to be, I don't know. It's weird to think about. I know. Yeah. It's freaking weird. It's it's interesting you say that, like if you did have it, like right as this was all ramping up, 
honestly, a little bit before, at least a little bit before I was even noticing, Sarah and I and the kids went to Denver. And uh, on the way back, on the flight back, we'd been there for three, four days or whatever. We were all like super coffee, super lethargic. And like we went and got tested. And they're like, hey, you don't have any. Like, we all went to the doctor. They're like, we don't, we, we, you, you pass, you have nothing. There's nothing. You're all negative on everything. So we're like, did we have it and not know it? Like, and we'll never know if that's, you know what I mean? Like that, that's probably yeah. true for so many people that we just, we will never know. And I don't know if we'll ever get the testing or whatever. Like, it, Yeah. My buddy works in a coffee shop in LA um, and until they were, they were shut down or whatever. Uh, and he said he had a, <laughs> this lady come in and be like, don't tell anybody, but I think I'm pretty sure I had it in January. And he was like, cool, 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 cool. Like sweet, okay. sweet. Uh, Thanks for telling me. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's that's the thing is it's so weird. You know, I was thinking about like this is such like a fucking thing that would happen to this us like the generation that you and I belong to, which is like a sort of sort of millennial. We're but not, not millennials, really. are we? Or are we? I don't know if we're too old. For I that. mean, Anyways, te- technically we are, but like yeah. it doesn't feel that way. I feel much more Gen X, like in the middle of like boomers and millennials screaming yeah. at each other, and we're just like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I like sports. Can I just, for yeah. those listening, we're both what thirty four? Are you thirty four? You're thirty four. You're like nine days younger than me. Uh, oh, wait, wait, are we thirty three? I'm thirty three. I don't. I'm know. I mean, I'm nine days older than you, so like, I you'll I'm be thirty. Yeah, so we both turn turn thirty four in like a month. Oh yeah, all right, there it is. So yeah, that's whatever generation that is, dude. I can't do math. I mean, you know, like we had, you know. When we were little kids, the president got blown in the White House. Yeah. Uh, you know, we watched 9-11 uh, happen in high school. Uh, and then right as we entered the job market, literally the year we entered the job market, we had like recession. the biggest res- recession, you know. So this is such a like us, like not a big deal, but like so shitty. It's like, par for it's the course, a- but this course sucks. It's yeah, it's not like a war it's not like a really it is a big deal but it's also just like inconveniencing and like <laughs> it's so strange like it is such a big deal and of course people are like dying oh, at incredible yeah. rates and it's so scary but it's also like yeah you might not get it or you might not even affect you and i'm like what, what? <laughs> like how is this you know like it's just so it's so it's also so stupid and it's just not to trivialize again like the impact but it's like some guy to bat and now i can't go to the gym yeah, dude. Like, it, it, how stupid is what we are? We are truly in the dumbest timeline. It, it's it's bizarre that we have technology that it, everybody has a phone, and at their fingertips, you can Google any piece of information instantly. You can have whatever you need, whatever you think about. You can see, you can hit. But yet, we still have people eating bats. Like, we still have <laughs> we still have people. Like, kids are still <laughs> going to the beach right now and drinking their faces off and making out with strangers. Like. Mardi Gras is still going to happen. Like people can't, you, that is going to, like, and somehow without, with all the information we have out there, it still doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like it, it almost, it, it's almost like it, it's, it, it's all for naught. Yeah. It, it's just such a, it's like, everyone's like, oh, it's unprecedented. It's just so, um, it's like, it makes me think of like when I, when we had our honeymoon, my wife and I got married like about 10 years ago, pretty young, but we went to Cancun we didn't really know any better. And I think we actually gotten like somebody gifted it to us. Like they had a timeshare or something. Nice. And we went and it rained every day we were there. And everybody who worked at this like resort was like very unusual, very unusual. Never rains here. Never rain. And I was like, well, cool, 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 cool. Like great for me then. Glad Except I got to see the, still is. the week that it rained in Cancun. So that's kind of how I feel like, oh, how cool that I got to live in this time. Yeah. Where, uh, <laughs> 
Like it's like, the stupidest thing, dude. Like I, I, you know, I, I, neither one of us are millionaires, but like we're just getting to the point where like I had enough money to where like we could take our kids to go do stuff. Like you know what I mean? Like we went totally. on like a, we went on a family vacation to this place like Great Wolf Lodge, and like it's just like you know it's a I think there's one in Dallas actually, but you know there's an indoor water park yeah. and a whole thing. It's a theme park, anyways. We had a blast. And we get back, and all Raiden talks about for like a week and a half is when we're going back. And of course, he wants to live there. It's like, next time we go back, we just won't leave. Yeah, buddy, guaranteed. <laughs> but now I'm generally like, I don't know if we'll ever go back, bro. Like, I really don't know if we, like, I mean, I'm sure 20 years from now, fine. 10 years, probably. Five? I, you know, and I know I'm just speculating. So it's based on nothing. But like, dude, I don't honestly know. Yeah. Uh, it's the, yeah, I was actually having a pretty good year. I had a pretty good, like, <laughs> five years, but recently, like, personally, professionally, just, like, hitting my stride, kind of getting into my prime earning years, and, like, yeah, dude. family's super happy, like, there's, yeah, my son is in kindergarten, he's, you know, like, we're just trolling right along, it's like that, uh, yeah, there's, there's a meme for everything, but, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, and again, I feel bad, because, like, this is what I have to do, this is my calling, is to sit at home. Mm. And we're all complaining about it. I know, dude. It's that thing, like, 16-year-old me or, like, 17-year-old me that slept till, like, noon every day. Like, you remember, we'd stay up till 3 a.m. Sure. and play oh, NBA yeah. Live and then, like, sleep till noon. This is a dream. Yeah. This is, that's, that is, a, like, in, this is, at 17, I'd be thinking how great this is. But then, and this leads me perfectly into, because you have kids and I have kids, then now we have kids we have to take care of. And it's not exactly that dream state, because my kids are getting a little stir crazy as of like literally like two days ago, like this week is starting to get like, I don't know what to do. We've played all the games. We've literally done everything that can be done. What do you do now? Yeah. The difference between doing this with children or not is so vast. Like Bro. I know friends who I don't have kids are like, I'm Fuck learning that. to make macaroons yeah. and Fuck I had sex 10 times today uh -huh. and I'm chortling my way through season nine of cheers. Yep. And I'm like, cool. I've made a pillow fort for the 10th day in a row. <laughs> Every uh, day, bro. And I'm now trying to convince my kids that it's fun mm -hmm. when I also know that it sucks. Yeah. I never um, liked it in the first place, but now they don't like it either. Now they've seen through the charade and it's like, I don't know how to trick you, bro. I went so far. I literally went online and I bought a Nintendo 64. Uh, and bought Pokemon Stadium because I'm like, all right, Raiden, you're going to have to learn to bet. Because like, he's never actually played played Pokemon. He's like watched the cartoons, and I have a little app that's just like you just do puzzles or whatever. But he's never like battled Pokemon. And I'm like, dude, you have no idea what's coming. Like this, Literally this Saturday it shows up, and I'm like, bro, we are going to battle Pokemon all weekend because I don't know what else to do with you. I, like it's time to get you into this game. Like I don't know what else to do. I, I, I'm out of options. We've done our backyard swing set and slide a thousand times. No exaggeration. I don't Probably more. Yeah. They've gone down that same slide a thousand times. For sure. And I don't know, like, it's, it's good. Like, you know, we'll be, don't get me wrong. This is not like, th we're not in Syria. We're not being drone strike. Like, I get what I'm saying. I, I admit that, you know, we're Western and privileged and et cetera. But admitting all that, by comparison to those who don't have kids, ours is so much different. It's so much harder. It's more, it's, it honestly feels like work. It genuinely feels like work. Yeah. It's not relaxing at all. Yeah. Uh, and every time, like, somebody complains to me, I'm just like, you can eat all of my farts. Like, I just don't even have any sympathy for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I think of like, if this had happened to me in high school, I mean, it would have been like heroin. I would have been like, this oh. is the best thing that's oh. ever happened to me. Or we would have actually like, beat that Superman game that we never beat. Oh. We, like, <laughs> we would have actually had time to beat it in every other game. And I tried to like, I'm like, well, let's think of all the things that like my kids love to do. And I'll just be really intentional about 
doing those fun things. So like, I'm like, Oh, like I'll buy, I bought Jack a new Lego set. Cause that's one of our favorite things to do together is just like dump out a box of Legos and follow the instructions and go like super slow. I don't need, Oh, to he can follow the instructions. I just help him. I like, Oh, I double check that he's not screwing up, but he does it. Cause, cause if I do it, I'm impatient and I'll do it as fast as possible. Yeah. I'll just put it together. It'll be over in like an hour, but he does it. I make sure I double check him and he likes, you know, he, he can read the instructions and stuff. So I bought him a new one and they're expensive, dude. You know, Legos are crazy expensive. Are they? We don't, we have like mega blocks, but they're the ones that, you know, they're huge. They're like fist sized. Yeah. Especially if you buy like some licensed, like a star Wars or Avengers, it's like so expensive, you know, and they're, mm-hmm. they're super, they're super cool. But like I got about this Batman thing and it's like, it was like 40 bucks. It's not even that big, you know, but I bought, it. I was like, this would be fun. This will take us like a few days. Yeah. And like, I've had to really try to stretch it out. Like we do one bag at a time and I'm like, that's good. Let's take a break. Cause I'm like, if this thing is done, this thing will be done in like a day. And then like I'm out. 40 bucks, that's, that's gone. And then once he puts it together, he's like, I don't, that yeah. was fun. I'm not going to take it apart and do it again. I'm like, no dingus. Now you play with it. He's like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm good. I'm like, I, <laughs> okay. It's yeah, dude, it, it really is. So, oh, yeah. So, okay. So it's kind of circling back. When did you first, do you remember when you first heard about it? Like when the, when the, even just the first inkling back before we took it serious, what was, do you remember where you were, what you were doing? Uh, I remember back in, gosh, yeah, like December, um, you know, that uh, when it happened in China, I remember hearing about yeah. it, of course, and like, mostly it was jokes, like, um, Always. I, <laughs> you know, uh, seeing like it's being really bad and they're having to put up all these hospitals and. Um, my buddy's sending me like, you know, I can't remember what it was, but it was somebody had like ordered something from China and a box of like dead birds showed up on their doorstep. And he's like, these were depend these are the people we're depending on to stop this thing. You know? And that's like those are his words, not mine. Um and then I also like my my buddies and I <laughs> I hope no law enforcement's not listening to this. Uh, allegedly, allegedly, okay. whatever's about to be said. We have this uh website we found on reddit where a very nice man in china makes very um hard to decipher knockoffs of like nike and nba gear mm. so this like kobe bryant shirt that i'm wearing right now is like um totally fake but made in china. well maybe it's made by nike Who, who's to say hey legend. Um, but he makes like very very good uh indiscernible uh like nike nba jerseys things like that and so my friends and i hadn't i didn't trust it i was like this is, uh, sounds funny but they bought a bunch of stuff. We call and we call it contraband. Like uh, <laughs> it's like our code for it. And so they ordered a bunch of contraband. And um, and this is back in December. And I was like, y'all are literally going to like get a box of the the like Corona flu of the virus, or whatever. Yeah. And I was there. I was like, you guys are nuts. Like, you, why would you do this? Like, get a box of strange materials sent over from China. And then they did, and it was all rad. And I was like, cool. Let's put in another order. I need so. <laughs> So that was like December, and then actually I did just get a box of contraband like a week ago. Um, does he make the Andre Iguodala heat jersey, the vice jersey? Bro, I'll send you the link. He'll I'm make you whatever. To, he will I'm literally have make to get you. One. Like I got like two Lakers jerseys. I got two pairs of shorts. I got like warm-ups. We got so much stuff, and it was like 500 bucks for the – it was like four of us who went – like 50 things. For, yeah, so many things. Like, And it's like I don't know what – this is, I shouldn't even talk about this. I don't know what, how, how he does it. He must get people who work at the factories or something to like, uh, bring up, like sneak grab it. Grab a few off it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the specs. Cause I think he makes it himself, you know, cause you can tell it's a little bit off, but like it, you don't, nobody would ever know. I don't give a shit. I don't care if you do know. Like, and you I don't know what I mean? Like it's good enough yeah. for me. Yeah. It's like, it's super comfortable and it looks fine. 
And it's like stuff you would never be able to buy. Like I bought a, a Mamba Academy t-shirt, which is like Kobe Bryant's Sports Academy. Yeah. You can't get that shirt unless you go to the <laughs> You thing. have to be so a kid. You have to I was be like, enrolled. Why are you going to wear that? And I'm like, because it's awesome. And nobody dope. will know that it's fake. They'll just be like, how'd you get that? I was I was actually the first. I know I'm a little old. I was actually the first. <laughs> yeah, I, was the, I was the inaugural class of the Mamba Academy. <laughs> okay. So December's when you heard it. That was about the same for me. When did you get? Siri, when, what was the turning point of like, oh God, like this isn't like no more, no more jokes. This is, you know, whatever. It was when they, uh, the when that Wednesday night when they canceled the NBA or when they Maverick's posted, game. like, yep, that was it. Like I was already like starting to get like, kind of like, this is real. This is mm-hmm. like not a joke. And then I remember it was like Wednesday night and, uh, they were like that, that game, the Thunder Mavericks game or whatever. I can't remember. It was the Thunder. Somebody I can't remember, but they they like, um, they canceled it. Yeah. And then like an hour later, they're like, Rudy Gobert has uh-huh. coronavirus, and I was like, and they they canceled the season or whatever, postponed yeah. whatever they're going to do. And yeah, I was yeah, like, we get whatever they call it. I was like, okay, this is like, this is real. Uh huh. I don't know. By the way, everybody I've asked on you know recordings and just socially, every dude I've asked it was always when the NBA stopped. Every single person. Every same answer always it was like they either said uh, when they heard Rudy Gobert had it or when it cut to uh, Mark Cuban. You, you see the clip, I'm sure, when he oh, was yeah, on his phone like, courtside and he's like starting to freak out looking at his phone. That's when I started to freak out. It took sports to shut down because, but, and it's not just, and I know it's dudes and bro and sports bro, and like, you know, we can, I can make a whole character of just that guy, but it's the fact that it's a billion dollar industry. A billion dollar industry said, nah, we're good. We don't need any more ticket sales. We're not going to sell any more twelve dollar beers. Like we quit. That guy. Like that. That's never happened. It's ne- even nine eleven. Even when nine eleven happened, which you know, obviously these are not the same. I'm not trying to like whatever. It's fine. Not what I'm saying. But everything paused for like a day, maybe a week. Football came back yeah. the next week. Like there are yep. twelve day whatever. Like it's, you know, we got back to it. We're, hey, these we're, colors don't run, man. Nah, duh. well, Patriots won, bro. Just saying, patriotism survives, yeah. son. But like that's, we at least all had that outlet to like go back to work and go back to our routines of watching sports, whatever it is you do. We don't. When the issue is the the mystery of does a stranger have the virus, you can't even go back to your like. It's it. I don't. This is so unprecedented, and I know that's what everybody's saying. There's only so many ways to say this is crazy, but it just is. Everybody's it's just, guessing. It's, so the, you'll appreciate this as a Twilight Zone enthusiast. Hell yeah. Um, so this is like the episode where the guy, uh, all he wants to do is read books. Oh. And uh, he, uh, but people won't leave him alone. Yep. So there's been like a nuclear bomb goes off and he's the only one left. And so all he can, he has all the time in the world to read books. And he like steps on his glasses. Crap. And it's like, <laughs> that's how I feel. It's like, okay, everybody slow down. We got all this time now. Yeah. But everything else is also canceled. You there are no sports. Oh. There is no movies to go to. There is no, uh, you can't go to the store, really. You shouldn't, right? Yeah. Uh, no, we do curbside. to restaurants. Do. Yeah. You, it's like a vacation where you can't do anything. It's, it's the worst, worst vacation. It's, it's a vacation, but you're at grandma's house. That's it. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah, there's one crappy restaurant. <laughs> Dude, that was it my really grandma's house. It's absolutely like it, it's just so weird. Like I work from home too. Like you know, I've been just where I'm sitting right now is where I sit all day every day. So like it, it hasn't changed as far as physically as what I'm doing with my time. But what's on in the background? 
That's why I'm now watching this stupid Hulu show of just aerial cities because it's just something. It was always sports. And especially right now, right now, when it was going to be the March Madness and possibly the Final Four-ish, looking at the date-ish now, like that's what was going to be on all day. Whereas now there's nothing on. So there's not even like, I can't even bullshit with my customers. It's like, oh, you know, you see the game last night or yada, yada, your local home team. Like there's nothing. There's nothing. Every, every single person, what you've been up to? Nothing. It's, it's, it's such a weird pause, a societal worldwide pause button. And I don't know when we hit play again. I really don't. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I I think unfortunately, like we're all so restless that we will probably jump the gun and do things quicker than we should. I mean, even like I don't know, like a week after they did this, Trump was like, yeah. I don't know, I don't think I don't think we can do this very long. We might yeah, Easter. <laughs> we'll just pump it back for Easter. Nah, bruh. nah. Uh, which I understand, like you know, I mean, they're looking at the economy and you can't just unplug the economy for a month and then go back to normal. But, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's going to be a weird trickle thing, I think. Um, and also everyone's having really different experiences, you know, like we're totally, we're full on, like not going out, avoiding everything. If we can picking up groceries when we can, yeah. not, not hanging out with people as even my parents, like cause my, my mom's super, at risk. Um, she's, you know, that age range and also That's she's what got immunity problems. So I really don't, a guy would like feel awful and never forgive myself if one of us gave it to her and they're smartly like, you know, avoiding us too. And so we're hanging out talking from my parents live across the street, by the way, um, but, which is a whole Spent other many a night at that house. Good times. Give you a podcast on that. Um, <laughs> a lot of NBA but, jam there, but so we still see them and they, like we yell across the yard or they hang out in the yard, like 10, you know, six, 10 feet away from each other. But, they haven't um, been like in your house. No. Wow. Um, so the last wow. time, yeah, so that whatever it was, I guess two, three weeks ago ish to today. Um, the next night we were already having friends over for dinner and this is all kind of happened. And they were like, yeah, we're still down to do it. If you guys are. And we were like, okay, like it's very early. And at the time there was like almost yeah. no reported cases in Austin. So we no were like, deaths, okay, at least. Yeah. Even if it is like here or whatever, like it's not really here. And, if I guess we might as well do it now because probably won't be able to do it anytime soon. So we had some friends over for dinner that night and it was pretty chill and lax and we all kind of talked about it, but we're pretty like, meh. And then the next night we had uh, my brother and his wife over and she's a nurse and she was like, I don't even care anymore. I'm so like stressed out. She was already like stressed out. So she was like, whatever, like, you know, like she wow. ate one of kids French fries and my brother was like, Sarah. And she was like, I don't care anymore. I'm over it. Like, wow. I got to live my life. But that's but, where they were at then. Oh my word! But that was the last time we had anybody like in our house, or or and saw people. Yeah, like well, my wife ago, did a couple of play dates, but then finally, it was just like we probably can't, we shouldn't do that anymore. And so she, we haven't done anything. Um, but you know, we've seen neighbors. Like it's just so bizarre. Like you just like shout at your neighbors from the yard and like yep. my kids' <laughs> friends. Weird. My kids' friends live literally next door and then three houses down on the other side. And they will just stand and yell at each other. They'll just, Braden will just yell, hey, Mitchell, from the driveway. And both, like, everybody doesn't leave. Like, they just, it's the most, it's like Bubble Boy or whatever. Like, it's, but everybody's in their own bubble. Like, it, the, the only social interaction I get is literally this, is like internet conversations or texting or whatever. Like, the only social interactions, like long form conversation, is just like via the internet, which brings me to this point. What would you be doing right now if you didn't have the internet? How would you like if you didn't if this if this happened 15 years ago or if this happened 100 years ago and you didn't even have TV? Um, if this happened, 
if this wasn't happening right now, I would just be, I would for sure be watching the Lakers play basketball right now. Um, because as some sort of cruel, you know, masochistic act, I left like the calendar on, on my phone. So it still dings me every day. And is like, reminder, Lakers at Pacers at eight. eight <sighs> and I'm like, and I can't bring myself to turn it off. Cause you know, <laughs> no, I don't know. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, but I know for a fact they would have been playing tonight. Um, would have been probably the second to last game for the regular season or something like that. Anyway, so that's a, for sure what I'd be doing. If not, you know, watching TV with my wife. So it's, that's not super different. I mean, I might be out too. I mean, I go out quite a bit. So um, for work and to hang out at bars and restaurants. But So I might have been out. But um, yeah, I would have been much happier. That's for sure. No, I mean, like right now, if if COVID was happening, but we didn't have the internet yet as a society. Say technologically, technologically we oh, were 20 years before. Like it, you only had maybe books and maybe the radio. And everybody was still, you had to be confined and nobody could leave. And you had no outlet to the world. Can you imagine how that would be? Because I genuinely can't. That seems like a nightmare. Well, I think we would. Yeah, I think the internet has already made us so strangely connected yet isolated. You know, like we're so overly connected that we feel like we're connecting to people, but we're not. Sort of. It's like, it's so fake, you know? Yeah. It's It's all a show. Like manicured image that you present to the world. Um, So I think we'd probably be honestly a little bit more adaptable to it because we wouldn't be so like, uh, you know, feeling like we're missing out on something. Yeah. Uh, We'd just be like, oh, I don't know what anybody else is doing ever. Also, you know, we constantly see what we're all doing. Um, you know, and it's it sort of makes it really constantly keeping up with like the Joneses situation where we're always comparing ourselves to other people, whether it's in a good way or a bad way. I don't know. I feel like it, it would definitely, you know, it'd be different. Um, in some ways, I think we'd probably be better off. Also, the dissemination of information would be incredibly slowed down. So we wouldn't all be panicking constantly. Um, you know, I feel like the panic buying is largely in. Oh, God in result of how connected we are and how quickly information spreads. And like, that's super annoying. Oh man. Oh dude. The amount of Facebook posts from, and I'm not going to say anybody's names, but usually slightly older and usually leaning of a certain doesn't matter. Point is the the misinformation I have seen spread and then reposted and spread and reposted just by a, it's, it's astounding how fast good information can travel, which is, which is nice. But the, the double-edged sword of it is how stupid people can get and spread so quickly when they're in fear. And it it like this happened, you know, in Texas like two years ago, three years ago, when Harvey was going to hit Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, there was like lines at gas sta- stations, oh, and there's no reason whatsoever. No, like, it had, like there was not going to be a gas shortage. There was no indication of it, but because like ten percent of the population gets all frothed up. They go get gas, and then you, as a normal, reasonable person, think, "Well, that's stupid, but I need—I guess I, I should have gas yep. because everyone else is going to get it." Um, or you're just like, "I need it," yeah. And now I have to wait in line, and it's that—it's that, it's that t- like times a thousand right now. And I think it's cooled off a little bit, but finally, the wave has passed. It's like, well, I'm not a panic buying idiot, but like I have to buy stuff because, like, now I have to plan ahead because I might not be able to go to the store for two weeks because all yeah. you know. It's just, it's this perfect storm of just stupidity and, and like, frankly, like, it's like that, 
I saw somebody sort of the meme of like the Joker in the Dark Knight where he's like these civilized people when the chips are down, like they will eat each other. Oh yeah. And at the time I was like, Hey man, like don't be so negative. And then I'm like, that's probably true. Like <laughs> it's absolutely true. I heard it put a, a different way, but if somebody was like, if you're scuba diving or something, like it was, it was a scuba diving metaphor. And they were like, look, if you try, if your buddy's air runs out or something and you try to go over and help him, he's going to claw you to death. Not even realizing he's killing his best friend or his brother, whatever the metaphor was, is like they will kill you in an attempt to save themselves and then cry later. But they will not know what they're doing while they're doing it. They will you if you try. It's like you have to save yourself. And deep down, I think we all know that, and I think that's what spurs the panic buying. You see ten idiots doing it, and they're like, "Well, I guess I probably should too." And now you make the twentieth idiot doing it. So now more the, the circle, the ring just gets bigger and bigger, and it just expands to where everybody has to. And then whoever's left out is genuinely left out, all because a few people started it. You know, dominant. Dude, bro, I bought a single roll of toilet paper at the gas station because I was like, "Well, you never know." You can stretch it. Uh, we have to. <laughs> and the guy, I actually put two on the counter. And the guy, I like know him. I, he's like literally around the corner from my house. And I go there like, you know, a couple times a week. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, my man. I can only give you one. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And he was like, man, I'm sorry. Like, and I was like, I, I'm not a freak, dude. I just, I need this. Like, I literally need it. Like, we were pretty down. And I have two kids who flush like an entire roll. Oh, toilet my God. Down the toilet every time they like sneeze. Um, <laughs> so I was like, dude, I really just, I need, you know, I, I promise like I'm not being a hoarder. I just need. I could use two. He's like, I can only say one, my man, they don't give me any. And like, I really got to make it last. And I was like, well, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, though. But even that's like, and that's, I guess, the good side, some goodness is coming out to where a business that is, you know, makes money by selling things is actually holding back from selling things in an attempt to serve the greater good. They're not being selfish. They're not aiming for money. They're actually aiming for what benefits society as a whole in this moment. And I guess that's limiting one role, you know, per customer, but in many other ways. But at least that's that's one positive, one ray of light of it. You know, humans when we are forced into this kind of shit, the the, the goodness that does come out is amazing. Like the, the the strength that can be shown. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I saw this. Um, somebody made a video about Austin, and they. You know, it's been sharing a lot on like Facebook and stuff. And it's basically like all this footage of like how weird it, it's so it's like post-apocalyptic, right? Like empty sixth street, mm. sixth street's boarded, boarded up, you know, because mm. these bars are closed and they don't want to get looted. Um, downtown, like just ghost town, nobody down there. Uh, all these crazy busy places, just empty. Um, and then at the end of the video, it's like, you know, like, don't look at this as like the end times. Don't look at it as, um, like this is the post-apocalypse or like how sad it is. Look at it as like, this is, it's a reminder of like how much people are doing the right thing. Right. Like we talked about, I'm probably not at risk. My kids aren't like, but I don't want to be part of the problem and part of the spread. So it's like, okay, yeah, I won't go out. I won't, I won't, um, I'm not, I'm trying to like, you know, flatten the curve. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, when you see that, don't feel like what a bummer feel like, man, look, we are banding together. And we are trying to do the right thing, which is why it pisses me off when you see people who aren't doing it. Bruh. It's like, bro, why am I doing this? You yes. suck. Like, hey, Chad, I know you've been planning the spring break for like four years or whatever, but like, not even. Know, maybe take the hell on this one, dude. 
Yeah, four four months max. I'm sorry, but like you're not. No one plans spring break that far in advance. So like, it, it's not like the only people that maybe it like. I actually know a dude. He, he's like 72, and his wife's like closer to 80, and they had like some Italy trip planned. And they're like, we've had this plan for 10 years, and we're not going. I'm like, thank you. Like, actually, thank you. You've had literally they've had a plan for 10 years, and they're not going now. Meanwhile, also, yeah, you go to Italy right now. What a what a. Are you fucking kidding? of all the places? <laughs> the worst timing in the world but yeah and then you just get you know patrick and his boys still going to the beach still drinking i saw a video they're still drinking the like big fishbowl like six straws and six dudes all drinking out of the same fishbowl like margarita thing like how is it not and that's and i don't even need to go political i don't care what anyone believes or what you vote for it doesn't matter people that criticize the president for not having acted sooner i get it that's fine i don't care point is even if he did Plenty of people don't listen. Plenty of people were still going to be just as foolish, regardless of the information. Like even just this week, I got a customer out in Odessa. He said the mayor uh, still is kicking kids out of the park. So they went and tore down all the basketball goals, all the soccer nets and all the slides. They literally had to dismember equipment to keep people from play. Like what else do you need to have happen to have like, and that's, <clears throat> That's the other side is, is the people that get it and are doing awesome are doing awesome. And the people that don't, there's no saving them, man. Or maybe that, you know, do, do you think there is, is there just going to be always that level of, well, you know, that's the thing is they won't get, there'll never be a comeuppance. Cause like, even if they get it again, they're not at risk or it's yeah, probably not young enough to be, yeah, they'll bounce deal to them. So they'll just never. And look, man, God knows what I'd be doing if I was in high school or oh, bro. college. I'd probably be like, yeah, let's just go do whatever. This is yeah. so stupid. So, so I mean, I drinking? remember, <laughs> like that's I'm, guaranteed. I'm not proud of it, but I remember the day 9/11 happened and it was, you know, that was weird and it was like a bummer and school was basically like never mind. Like, okay. Yeah. Canceled for the day. We just watched TV all day. I remember that. But I remember that day my brother was in college at the time uh and we had planned on going to a movie that night um to hang out cuz we didn't see each other as much anymore. And I remember being like like, so you still want to go to the movie? And he was like, I don't think so. Like, I feel like that's like, it just feels weird. So I can only imagine how selfish and myopic I would be <laughs> if I was a teenager right now about this. Um, but still, it does bother me that no, that's when people are not doing it. I'm like, you suck. Dude, this is a real thing. Like, it, I can't, like, I wasn't planning on So This is a real thing that I have done more than once driving down I-35, a game we used to play, as long as you were the passenger, obviously, and that'll be obvious later, was lean out the car door going 70 miles an hour on 35 on a highway and see if you can touch an 18-wheeler that's also going <laughs> 70 miles an hour. I did that at age 19 or whatever. So if, knowing me at 19, if you were going to tell me there's a flu going around, I don't give a shit. Like, are you kidding? Like, I, are you kidding? Like, what do I like? We used to drive around shooting fireworks out of the sunroof. Like, we literally did that. Like, so I get, as soon as you said that, it made me realize how stupid I was then too. Like, maybe I can't blame these kids. Maybe, maybe I'm they're not. Like a, I have a chestnut that I think is a good time to bring out about also how selfish you were. I'm scared uh, of this. You people used to throw trash out of the car windows. Oh God, uh, no! To be fair, that wasn't me. I have no, it, sir. It absolutely was you. What? Uh, we we were on a road trip and we got fast food or whatever, and you were like, um, like, hey, I'm gonna roll you down the window. I'm gonna throw this out. And I was like, no, please don't. Just throw trash out onto this. Like that's it's called littering. 
And I don't know if you got the memo, Joe, but don't mess with Texas. <laughs> please don't throw trash out of my car. And you're like, who cares? It's not a big deal. It's like one cup. And I was like, don't do that. And I got, I mean, I'll give you props because I'm going to say 25 to 30 minutes later. And I locked the window and you, you made a noise. Like you had, Oh fuck. I was going to hawk a loogie. Why did I, I was an asshole. And you went and you went, I think you were going to hawk a loogie and pointed to the window. And I went, Oh sure. And I rolled it down and you looked at me and threw the trash out the window. Yep. I forgot I did that. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. See that. Oh dude. I hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, again, who knows what we'd be doing right now? Yeah. Yeah. No, same, similar nugget. Do you remember you, me, and was it Vance? Did we all go to that thing in Tennessee, that big Christian conference? We did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody else went. Maybe it was just the three. Yeah, I thought it was four. It doesn't matter. Point is, on the way back, Vance bet me some amount of money that is not worth it in hindsight that I wouldn't shit my pants. And I was like, oh, no, definitely. I'm doing that. Give me the money. And you were like, you're not doing this in my car. We have 12 hours to go. And I was like, ah. Uh, yeah, I'm still gonna do it though. It's like a hundred bucks or like something minuscule or whatever. And the <laughs> and the sealer was you went fine, do it, but I'm not stopping the rest of the drive. And I was like, ah, oh, no, I was at least planning on stopping somewhere and like changing pants. Like if, if that's the, if that's the end goal, I'm I'm out. Called your bluff. Got you got me on that one, bro. Called one to one lifetime bullshit in Dylan's car. I also remember uh, we did take my car. Why I don't know, but I do remember you driving at one point. And I could not relax when everybody else was driving. And I kept looking up and you were dozing off, like just oh. totally like, oh, bro. Joe, you're like, oh, I'm good. I'm totally good. No, I'm not good. And you put your head against the headrest and put your arms straight on the wheel. And I was like, Joe, you need to sit up. Don't put your head back. And you're like, I'm good, man. I'm totally good. And 10 minutes later, I was like, pull the car over. And I drove 10 hours. because I, I, I remember that specifically. Can't rela- I cannot relax anymore. No, we're going to die. We're all going to die. That was, yeah. <laughs> And to, to imagine anybody telling that kid, me as a, that whatever age, yeah, you need to stay inside because you know you might get a little sick. Like, there's no way I would listen. There's just there's just no way. No, they <sighs> would. It would take it would take this. It would take them canceling everything and having nowhere to go. Like what we're. And I would now. finally be like, I guess like where I can't go anywhere anyway. Yeah. So. Dude, I saw pictures uh, of skate parks that have been, they've just poured like just either sand or just like literally shot, uh, 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 shock wood residue, like just wood shavings and chips all over skate parks so people don't go to skate parks. Like it literally takes forcibly closing outdoors to stop people from going outside. But now that we're doing that, at least, have you seen the pictures of like LA or Beijing or all these smog cities, all these like dirty, dirty, that are yeah. suddenly looking like, not clear yeah. yeah it's it's like giving a it's like a hard reset for nature it, it genuinely see like if nothing else that that's good it's got to be taken that's got to help you know it, if we're saying we're going to kill the planet and all that which i'm not going to argue one way or the other because i don't know enough about it but like it seems like we are anyways at least this feels like a nice you know breath of fresh air to the planet yeah there's definitely some there's some silver lining stuff i mean the environmental impact is is pretty big because you know again whether you think that um the earth is we're killing the earth or not we yeah. are definitely war- warming it there's no yes. argument about That's that just, yeah. whether whether that is leading to some catastrophic event or not is what people i guess argue about but yeah i mean like the smog and the 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 effect that we're having on the environment is kind of being mitigated at least for a very short brief time i think us forcing ourselves to slow down is is okay i think us examining like 
is if our economy can't survive for a month of like being unplugged, maybe it's not. No, I, again, I, I mean, I'm pretty like, I don't lean super heavy one way or the other about certain things, but I'm pretty like free market, like make as much money as you can do. If that's what you're worth, that's what you're worth. Like, do I think that a basketball player needs to get $40 million? No, but that's the money they're generating. So who should yeah, get the money? They're not stealing it. <laughs> yeah. But no, there's, um, there are certain companies that are, but we're not going down that road. I think it does force us to examine like, okay, this is when things like this happen, this is kind of funny irony to me too. Is like, I've been told like most of my professional life, like you need to have six months salary saved up in case something bad happens. Uh, you need to have an a thousand dollar emergency fund at all times. Mm-hmm. Just for you never know. Just broken liquid arm. cash. Um, you know, and, and, you know, or I've heard, you know, you need to, if you lose your job, you need to, it's, it could take a month for every $10,000 worth of salary you expect to earn. You know, which is a long time. Meanwhile, like the richest companies in the world, like airlines are like, yeah, Yo, we got to have a bailout here. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. You don't, have ships. Months, you don't have six months of cash? Yeah. To, You're to not make, liquid? Like, Where's your emergency I, fund? I, I thought that that's what I was supposed to do. So I'm so, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You don't have six months of, that's another thing. Is air, airlines, I'm like, they can straight go to hell. They gouge you constantly. There's no way they're not making boatloads of cash. Like, I don't reach white. They don't need to be bailed out. No. Bail out people. You know, bail out restaurants for God's sake. Bail out Jesus. bars. Like I know yeah. that's personal to me, but like small businesses, people that like oh, dude. to be bailed out. Yeah. I, I, any mom and pop shop is going to get bought at like any small, like there's a couple of smaller electronic shops here in town. Like there's no way they're not going to recover from this. There's they're just you can't. And they're going to get bought up by Best Buy or I don't even know, you know, I almost said Circuit City. I don't know if they're still a thing, but like, you know what I mean? Like it's only going to go, it's just going to trickle up. All of those spaces will only get like every cool, hip, solo, one-shot restaurant is going to be a fucking Chili's now because Chili's is the only one that has the money. To, and maybe they don't, I don't even know that, but like yeah. I just assume they're going to be the ones left standing. Applebee's and McDonald's are going to be the ones that just inhabit these spaces. Or worse, nothing. <sighs> you know, like, there's because I mean those places aren't going to necessarily be have a bunch of cash to squander. So you know, also true. Might be like there is not a restaurant there at that place anymore. Dude, um, there's a show on Hulu called Abandoned. Uh, it's dope. It's like an eight or nine episode uh, season, and it's like this professional skateboarder, and he goes around and skates all these weird abandoned spots. But the point is, he goes to like these malls that at one point were like these thriving mega malls, and now are literally deserted. There's nothing. There's, you know, 78 empty stores in this giant. Oh, so he just goes and skates around. And, you know, that's something because I like skating, but that's not the point. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the the projection of like, because the thing was filmed like four or five years ago. Because like he's still walking around hugging people and shaking hands. You know, the, again, all <laughs> that that looks so weird. If weird. you watch any movie, anything that's going on, it, it's fucking so weird. But yeah, you see these giant mega structures. One's this huge theme park. One is Six Flags out in uh, whichever one's not going anymore, New Orleans, like Houston. Whichever well, one was like underwater and Houston also, yeah, closed. Yeah, they're closed. And they're, they're, they're just skating around these, I don't know, 10 million, 20 million more were invested. And now it's just gone, gone. And no one's ever come to fix it. No one's ever gonna. And that might be what we're doing with like some of these bars and some of these restaurants and some of these places that are just, they're going to just fold. It, it's absurd. But it, it, is there a way to save that? I guess. Is there a way with like universal basic income or just stopping rent for a bit or, you know, your mortgage pay, everybody just pause everything for a bit. Like, what happens? Like, could we collectively, as a nation, as a world, just go? All right, nobody's working, or you know, whatever. But just like everything's free for a bit, 
And could you do it? Or, or would everybody just steal everything and like just the toilet paper folk would just take 38 TVs and now there's no more anything? Yeah, I think like we've talked about when we are left at our worst, uh, we can't frankly be trusted. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I think, I think rent, um, I think, yeah, rent, suspending rent right now for like a restaurant or business or frankly a person, you know, yeah, um, is, is it totally fair? Um, I worry too about, you know, this sort of the blanket measures they're taking, like the stimulus check thing is, I'm not going to argue with it, but like I'm a, right now, knock wood, I don't, I am employed. I'm fine. Do I need that money? Like, no. And I get the goal is to just put it in, spend money, right? Yeah, keep it finished. Everybody keep Uh, going. But I wonder, like, why don't we, and this is probably too time consuming. It's much easier to just give everybody, you know, a percentage of their their tax return or whatever. But, you know, I mean, it's it feels a little more beneficial to me to find the places that are really in need of that of that money and that influx. Um, you know, I, it's the restaurant bar thing is like obviously near and dear to my heart because it's affects my and I just I like going to restaurants. I yeah, love. It's awesome. it, you know, I it's live in a general societal interaction. That's bars yeah. have been bars since forever. Like do people go to bars. That's just long before us, long like hundreds of thousands of maybe a thousand years ago. I don't know how long bars have been going, but that's just that's what we do. We gather around the watering hole. I do have a really hot take um that of something that is gonna happen. And I, I really am curious if I'm right about this, but I think this will fast track weed to be legal everywhere. Everywhere. It's gonna be the only economy going. Because they'll need, they'll see, I mean, Texas, I'm surprised he hasn't done it because jobs, money, I mean, the money that is insane. I mean, you live in Colorado. Um, and Did I, for a while, yeah. Yeah, and so I've seen, and while I was working for a brewery, you know, our Colorado is our second biggest market outside of California where the brewery is. That's so true. it's certainly not hurting us. You know, if anything, it's done, it's helped. Uh, so I think that's going to get fast-tracked. I mean, the money and the jobs and just like the boom for the economy that it can yeah. be, I mean, I think all the pearl clutching about it it's so fake anyway um, yeah it's, it's been just fake be for like, a long time. Oh, okay yeah never mind like this yeah. <laughs> it's faster every this. everybody under 50 we're on the same page like i, I know like i have i'm not going to name names i don't even want to like i know people that are 50s 60s that like just smoke it but still pretend they don't like literally i smelled it on them one day and it, like i literally asked this one lady could have been a man could i don't know allegedly anyway <laughs> i was like hey was hey what was what was that and she, like, she gave me a look like panic. And I was like, I don't care. Like, I don't, but have fun. Like, you know, that I don't, like, I did live in Colorado. Like, I'm well aware. Like, I don't give a shit. And she's like, oh, yeah. But like, she's, well, he, you know, is high up in a thing and making that stance matters. And she has to publicly pretend she doesn't. And I'm sure that's true of just about everybody. Even people that don't smoke it still don't care, but they have to pretend they care. Everybody has to play this game. And anybody under 40, I think we're just dissolving that game. Maybe even 50. I mean, like, that, it's just that no one gives a shit anywhere they get literally anywhere no one cares it's funny too like i talked to uh, i think i talked to my folks about it a little bit and um because you know the really interesting thing is a lot of these companies that are um in states that it's legal they're all stealing people from alcohol industries because the infrastructure is the same the supply chain is similar and the way that they go to market is very much the same oh it's exactly like the vp of sales that hired me at stone um, years ago, he went to work for a cannabis company. A lot of our salespeople have gone. A lot of alcohol people I know are gone to work for cannabis companies. A, it's booming. It's like an emerging, you know, market, and there's just all this money to be made. Um, so it's really, uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting that. So I, I think it's going to be something that very quickly catches on, and people 
um, flock to. But I was talking to my parents about like, you know, what they're, they're asked there. I was like, hey, what's your plan? What do you think? But, you know, is this going to, is beer going to be, be good for another 10 years? And I'm like, I have no idea, but beer ain't going. Anywhere. I'm like, you know, I think about like, you know, cannabis is like a lot of people I know have left for cannabis and that becomes legal in Texas. Like I'd think about doing that. And they were like, oh, really? I'm like, would you have a problem with that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just sort of, it's just different. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Inventors of the counterculture who like got high constantly. You like, remember hippies? Like not my parents specifically, but like I, my parents. I don't get it. Like my like, parents. I, mean, I know my mom was, and I know I don't think my dad necessarily was quite as. Uh, uh, who knows? They don't tell me stuff. Um, but you know, I know that they smoked weed constantly. I mean, it was the yeah. '60s and '70s, Dude, right? I've seen so pictures like, of my folks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm just making money off the thing that you guys just like you used to did do for the same. Funsies. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, my both my parents have seen pictures of them back in the like late sixties, early seventies. Hippie as hell, like tie dye and like long hair, spaced spaced out look in their eyes. Maybe I don't know, but now they're both Southern Baptists. Or do you know my dad? We're not going down the road, but hard staunch Southern Baptists. It's like, when the how did you how do you go from one to the other? When, when did this happen? Yeah, my stepdad. I've seen pictures of him, and he literally looks like he was in like Three Dog Night. No, he has like <laughs> hair like down to his waist and like the giant handlebar mustache. Um, all pretending like that never happened. And it, like, it's funny, like my mom, it was a little bit of an adjustment for her when I started working in beer. She was just like, I just never thought that would be what you do. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, if there's anybody who knows the pitfalls of alcoholism, it is me because I work in beer. <laughs> and if there's anybody, it's like being, it's such a bad analogy, but it's like being a yeah. drug dealer. Like yeah. drug dealers are not ever drug addicts because they know. You can't be. The risk of it, right? And yeah, you if you get strung out for a week, you, you lose all your customers. Same thing, you lose your job. If you're just drinking all day every day, you're gonna fuck up. Yeah, and also like, yeah, if I get a Dewey, like my job, oh. it's, it's over. So there's nobody who is more careful uh, than somebody who works in alcohol. Um, but it's just, so, yeah, I think it's just. We'll see, man. I, I you know, I, I haven't lived anywhere where it's been legal. I've only, you know, I've only lived in Texas for the past, you know, whatever, thirteen years. Um, you know, I have friends that live in California and obviously I, a lot of coworkers across the country and um, I've traveled to Vegas and been to Colorado when it was legal. So it's, it doesn't seem like that. It seems like a weird adjustment at first, but frankly, it seems like sort of just everyday life at some point, you know, we were, Sarah and I moved to Denver before they legalized it. And like six months later they legalized it and it felt like no different. Like the entire, like, it was, it was just not like it was nothing. It wasn't like it, it wasn't like I've seen, or at least I think I've seen, or maybe they could have, it might have been fake, but like post prohibition, like people going batshit, like, hey, beer, drinking in the street, like people freaking, like, prohibition's over. But in Colorado, it, people didn't do that. They just like carried on with their lives because everybody that suddenly started smoking had already been smoking. Now they're just buying it from a different guy. Like nothing really changed. It's just now the government gets a cut and which, why are we fighting that? Like, what are we, you know, that's, I don't need to go down. That's, that's all old hacky shit, but I like that hot take. It really might. It might be the only industry that we could cultivate. It might be like America doesn't make much. Like we really don't, we did our industries have fallen. Like that could be a brave new frontier for us. And it really could be due to, because people could do it in social distance, you know, it, it fields and such, or even indoor to spend like Colorado, I, I sell wire for a living and some of our biggest boom came when they legalized it because all these grow houses popped up and they all needed wire to run the shit. So like, it was just a sudden influx of just thousands of feet of just, we need that, we need this, we need it tomorrow. Cause we gotta get it. It was just huge. That turns on any state you plant that in. 
it just turns it on. That's, it's, now, everybody that does electrical, they have a job. Everybody that does construction, you're going to build a thing. Everybody that's already growing it in their basement, you just get to grow it outside. Now. Like it, it, it just it just flips a switch. It's instant industry. That really might be the biggest positive that comes from all of this. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I don't see any. I think it's already happening anyway. But again, I think this will just expedite the states that haven't done it, and even the states that maybe. I mean, I, I, I don't understand Texas' stance on it really. I mean, I think it's just the money we the, to be made as big as we are, and as much money we make from booze and oil and everything else. All the other like we are the economy of a small country, so I don't get the hold up. And I thought we might be like one of the. I mean, Oklahoma's already passed medical. Yeah, which I'm is stunned by that. Oklahoma. Uh, so I thought we might be a holdout, but frankly, I think people are going to see dollar signs and see that it's it's something new and something we can, yeah, like you said, it's going to, and the social distancing, I didn't even thought about that, but yeah, it's, uh, you don't have to be around anybody to do it. Yeah, and you can still not, keep the distance you know, beer, thing, you can still keep six we, feet. In beer, we classify it as, you know, we have on-premise, which is anywhere you're going to drink beer on the premises, like bars, restaurants, whatever, venues. And then there's off-premise, which is grocery stores, liquor stores. So it's on-premise or off-premise. But I got to – I mean, weed is all off-premise, right? Because nobody goes yeah. – you don't go to a place to smoke weed. There's one place in Denver that allows you to, but you literally have to buy it on one side of the place, go downstairs into another side of the place, and then you can smoke it down there. But they, they it's literally like it's just an – they just made a huge empty space downstairs away from the actual store. But otherwise, all the stores, you cannot light up. Like that's not an option. You buy also, weed. That sounds miserable. Going to a place where everybody is high. Fuck you. I'm leaving. I'm leaving now. <laughs> I don't want anything. At least if everybody's drinking, everybody's social. Everybody's stoned. I want nothing. Unless it's a concert, then we're all just kind of like dancing. But I don't want you like, no, I'm out. It's just a big, it's, ugh, blech, no. I mean, I don't love being around a bar full of drunk people. It's also not super fun. I mean, it's a little bit more fun, but like a bar where everyone's just like, hi, sounds terrible. Uh, like just people st- not talking and just like zoned out. You hear this music, bro? Is that Staring literally it? To the middle distance. Yep. <laughs> but no, you're right. It's mean, a any bar past midnight, I'm out. I haven't been in a bar past midnight in a long, long time. It, I just, it's not, I can't do it. I'm not trying to take shots. I haven't, like, when's the last time you took a shot? Are you, are you a shot guy? Oh, embarrassingly recent, probably. Uh, I don't, I'm not like a shot guy, no, but, um, yeah, I, I, I dabble. Um, yeah, fair I enough. think actually, it might have been the Tuesday before this all happened. Um, I play in a basketball league every Tuesday night, and afterwards, uh, two of the guys on our team, we go every week to like our neighborhood bar and nice. grab beers and, and pound chicken wings because it's like 75-cent wing night at this establishment. Dang. And so every Tuesday we go there, and it happened to be one of his birthday that Tuesday. Um, so I, and, uh, so we bought a pitcher of beer and I sort of snuck around, you know, did Mr. Cool surprise guy and got us some shots and brought him over. But it was it's almost at this point, like a joke. It's an, it's like out of irony. Like we're all in our thirties on a Tuesday yeah. night, do shots at Bender. Going to go home and kiss the kids. Good night. All right. <laughs> Dude, um, I, just, yeah. just basketball alone. I miss it terribly I think there's a Monday Wednesday Friday league here in the mornings which it's the best way to start my day and not to mention I'm gaining weight by the hour because I'm not I'm not like I'm you know I'm used to just running through at least three days a week like running and trying you know jumping all that like without that it's hard like I have a treadmill at the house but like you can't simulate 
you know. No, I hate that's the worst. I hate the treadmill. There's no there's no amount of TV. Uh, honestly, at least if there was like a, a basketball game on or a football game on, I can kind of space out. When, but, but there ain't that now. So I mean, I have no. I I can't. I can't do it. I can't do any cardio, frankly. I mean, I I can't run. And pl- I can't like just jog. I just hate it. And also, so like much. at this age, and and you know, I I am not. I don't. I mean, I'm not getting weighted by the pound. But I since I, as you know, in high school, I was a very skinny person, <laughs> and uh, I am not anymore. I weigh about 215 pounds. I'm not huge, but I've put on a fair amount of muscle slash beer. Yep. Um, and like, you just can't be 215 pounds and six foot one and like run a mile comfortably. It just, it sucks. Like doesn't fit you. I have no interest in it. It hurts my knees. It gives me shin splints. Like I can play basketball for days. All day. I, I love it. it All day. Hurt. I mean, I hurt. Oh, I hurt my back and everything hurt, but it's, it's, you can rise above it. There's a, there's a puzzle aspect to it, a, a fast pace, whatever you know, call it a, a chess master, technically say, but you can, you can lock into the mental aspect where the physical doesn't feel bad. Yeah. And it's like fun. I don't yeah. mind running because it's, Fun and I, yeah, you, I cannot. Running is just the worst. It's I hate the it. The worst. So, what are you doing? Are you? How are you? Are you? What are you? What are you doing? Like working Man, out all? A lot of like prison workouts, you know, like <laughs> pushups and uh, like I feel like I told my wife I feel like an astronaut sometimes because it's just dog. Like, you know, like eat the same thing every day. Every like, day, just do like the same little workout in this one square. Uh, but no, we've gotten creative. Like there's a bunch of cool apps that are free now. Cause they're just like, yeah, f- here you go. Like, sorry. The <laughs> night training app is like free right now. Cause they're like, yeah, okay, cool. We get it. Everybody's still, but no, dude, astronaut is the best way to put that. It does feel like we're all in our own little spaceship or whatever. And you can't go outside because you know, there's no oxygen, AKA the virus, but like, that's it. That's all you got. Yeah. How many ah, times do you wow. walk around your block, you know? Uh, I'm finding out we've done it every day. We did. That's all we do is we take the kids and, we, and like, it's the worst because if we go one direction, uh, it's their cousin's house and they want to go play their cousin. So we can't go that direction. So we go the other direction and there's a giant park and there's always kids there and they want to go play. And like, well, we can't, we got to wait till the kids leave. Like people literally are taking turns at the park now. Like so if you walk the parks there. Uh, no, but dude, this is pure South Dakota, bro. Oh, well, I don't know. There ain't, there ain't like you could up until like, I think six days ago, you could still go to bars. Like, like not even, oh, be, dude. Yeah, like it's we. There's thirteen thousand people, dog. There's like nothing. Here's here's when shit got real for Pier. Uh, I don't. I doubt you saw the story, but on NBC they covered it. Uh, there's a women's low minimum security prison, whatever you want to call that here, something like that. Uh, and a couple of people in the prison tested positive, and it was the first uh, positive tests in Pier. But the people that tested positive in the prison had been there for a year. So like, well, how the hell did they get it? So like had to had to have been from a guard or somebody, like somebody. So like everybody kind of started to get worried, like, oh, so it's clearly somebody in town had nine women escaped this minimum security prison, all of whom had been in contact with people who had the virus. Guaranteed they were all in the same friggin' small, like so we knew they had been exposed and we knew they just broke out of jail, and we only caught four of them. Literally, like the next day, shit shut down. Like, nice. done. We are, we are, everybody good? Everybody, we're good. And just shut down. It was, it was wild. But like, I can't even blame the people for escaping. It, can you imagine being in a jail and you're like, I, I got like six months left on my sentence, but I might die first? Like, I can't, that's, I can't, it, it feels like being, I mean, obviously way worse, but the people that are trapped on these cruise ships, they won't let off. Like, that sounds like a nightmare. 
Like it, an, an absolute nightmare. You know you're trapped there with somebody who has it and you can't leave. I don't like first cannot, I don't know why anybody would go on a cruise. I feel like this constantly happens. You hear about these like horror stories. Dude, long <laughs> long before the horror stories, uh, I went on a cruise with my mom and dad, Sam and one of his friends, and Blake Harp. Uh, you know, my dad hated every you know Tim. If he's not happy, he will uh he expressed it. He hated every second of that thing. We ne- there was never a chance we were ever going to go back on that cruise. He just hated it, just straight hated. It. And that was before any of this shit. That was before any of the. <laughs> just random side note: Blake and I got so drunk that Blake puked in Sam's suitcase, so Sam had no clothes the rest of the trip. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Hi. No, I'll, I'll probably never do one, even if they come back and they're cheap and they guarantee safety. It's just you're on a prison. Yeah. You're on a floating prison. It's awful. It's my nightmare. I know. I don't care how big it is or how much it feels like. It's not like you're not on a boat. I'm like, no, don't care. Is there a room with no windows? Tight. No, yeah. thank you. I don't even care that it's a boat. I don't want to do, and I know this is just me. I don't want to do all inclusive resorts that you don't, you're like, you don't leave. Like, I, I, I want to go explore. I want to see the city and feel the actual culture of a downtown. I don't want to just sit in a hotel. Sure, it's a nice hotel. Sure, they have four pools, but it's still a fucking hotel. I don't want to be here for a week and a half. I don't get that. I don't understand that idea. Is purposely choosing to be forced somewhere for a long amount of time. It sounds awful. Uh, yeah, funny story. I just recently went to Blake's daughter's birthday party. Get out! Um, like a few months ago. Love um, that guy. Yeah, he's the best. So, but <laughs> this is just one of the. I don't. I always wonder. Like, I feel like we are the generation of like we should not be parents yet. But I we're mean, well like we're at, right, we're at the right age. But like, oh, dude, think of our grandparents. They were awful. My great grandparents were the. They literally like whiskey to go to dinner or to go to bed. Like that was just what they did. They just gave my grandparents. I know this. They gave them whiskey. So, anyways, yeah, I think we're doing better. Honestly, yeah, I feel like I'm doing great as best I can. But I also just feel like I'm not. I should not be doing this. I oh, can't believe they, they. But but I didn't feel that way about my parents. I feel like they were old people. Like always, I always thought my parents. I remember thinking as a little kid. My mom was born this way. She is, was never a little kid. Like, you know, I was just thought, like, I cannot imagine my mom being a little kid. She was just like, her name is Linda. Like, there are no babies <laughs> named Linda. Same with Phyllis. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like weird to have friends with kids and also be one and think about the stupid things you did. And like, very recently, I very recently not was not way. such a smart person. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in charge of another uh person's life but my my buddy who has a kid always kind of describes it as kind of sweet bittersweet poignant way is like he's like i feel like i'm not really the main character in like a story anymore i feel like now he's like the main character my oh, son yeah. is and, I, and i'm like this weird side character yep and I'm, I'm like, absolutely it's kind of sweet but also like sad like i'm super the main character in my in a story right now still uh because i'm still really selfish <laughs> No, I, I get it, man. Whenever we play games or whatever, whenever he's like the main character, I'm always the, the he designates who I am, and I'm always the main character sidekick. Like, all have you guys seen The Descendants? That Disney, oh, the Disney, stuff? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's always Uma, and I'm always Harry the Hook guy. Which, here's a side note I want to do a topic on this just later, but I'm just gonna do it anyways. For Halloween, Raiden was wanted to be, and I bought him the costume, Uma the female black pirate and my son is a white blonde male and he put on the costume we went walking around town got some looks bro got a couple got a couple of looks um well i mean I, you know i think as long as you're not getting out the uh the the 
dark face paint. I think you're safe. Uh, we did. We literally saw one other kid all day in an Uma costume, and it was a black girl. And Raiden got so excited, and she didn't understand who he was because she couldn't process like what was it was. It was great. It was a beautiful thing. But I was freaking hairy, and I'm always hairy. Or if it's ever you know, it, now that we're Pokemon, he's Ash. Oh, and, and and I'm I'm the whatever Pikachu or what. Like it's always and so like that's I really like that. Yeah, whoever said that, your buddy, your buddy nailed it because I'm absolutely the sidekick now. That's funny because I am the opposite. I am always. I am like I am Beyonce always. Uh, I'm always like, no, I'm Batman and Jack, I'm like bigger and stronger. And so I'm definitely Batman. And he's like, Oh, okay. So that's fair. And I'm like, <laughs> cause again, I'm a monster, <laughs> monster person. Um, no, but okay. For the record, for, for my millions of listeners, no, that's not even true because I saw the one year, uh, he was Spider-Man and you were doctor, whoever with the arms and you made an elaborate costume just to be the counterpoint. So like just, just to underlie here, Dylan's a great father, but no, selfish. It's fair. I'm not, I'm not mad at you for that. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was more because I knew I could, I could do the cool thing and he would, it would work with what he wanted to do. But dude, that but, was uh, dope. It's like, that's such a dad move. Like that, that was skills years in a row. It was awesome. As you should. That was like, that was huge. <laughs> um, but I also have a daughter, um, who insists she's a boy all the time. So, hmm. uh, it does. Does she go so far as to say I'm a boy? Like, does she actually say that out loud? Because oh, yeah. Raiden will say, if we're playing, she, he goes, I'm the girl. Like literally he will like say, I am the girl and pick the girl. Like he will just say that out loud. Um, yeah, she's like, I'm a boy. She dresses like she wants to wear, like she calls it a handsome shirt. She always like a button up shirt or polo every, even like, and it's not even, a, it's like, we, she, we can't wear, get her wear like a t-shirt. We're like, no, Ivy, wear a t-shirt and basketball shorts. And she's like, no, I want a handsome shirt. Um, Cause I'll, that's just a masculine thing. She just likes the idea. Her, she's pretty or beautiful. And she says, I'm handsome. Um, so yeah, it's, but we don't care. Whatever. It's no, who get, first of all, don't give a shit. Be whatever you want. But that's just interesting. That's really uh, interesting. Maybe it's because she has an older brother. Uh, yeah, part of it's probably just her scrappy, weird nature. But um, yeah, we like it. Sort of sucks because like she looks silly all the time. It's not even that she's like thinks she's. A, I don't care that she thinks she's a boy. It's more that she looks like a mangy hobo, <laughs> but up polo shirts and like yeah. basketball shorts, and we're like, and I'm sure it's always dirty because my kids are always dirty. So whatever you're wearing oh, has yeah, all over it. So you do look <laughs> with a button-up shirt. That's a very oh man. That's that's quite the vivid picture, but I gotta say, your son takes after you because you are always the female avatar in oh, every dog. video game that He's we ever kid. played. Every time, you're like, He's so my kid. It's bizarre. It's it's it trips me out some days, dog. Like, I, I, yeah, no, literally every time. Now I don't know. <laughs> see, the difference is I started mine a little bit later because I just and this is just sad to admit. I just liked staring at the female characters better. Like, is that sad? Like, I know it's sad, but that's it's true. Whereas his is, I his is like the next step. Whereas he just wants to embody it and good on him. I don't give a fuck. Like, I bought him the costume and you know had a couple questions from some people. We had a dude here, not because it could have been allegedly could have been a girl. We had a dude here uh, who had literally just gotten done telling his son, you're a boy. You only need three pairs of shoes. You need boots. You need sandals. And you need tennis shoes. You're a boy. Meanwhile, I had literally bought Raiden an Uma costume like that day or like the day before. And I, I had to bring it up. So I like casually dropped. I was like, yeah, Raiden, do, do you want to be Uma for Halloween? And the look on this old boy's face was hilarious. It's just, it, it, I almost enjoy egging people on, but it, I think we're to that point too, thankfully. Whereas our generation, we don't give a shit. Who cares? I just want you to be happy. I don't care who it's with, even if it's nobody. I don't care. I just want them to be happy. <laughs> yeah, Ivy was um, Woody from Toy Story for Halloween, and 
she has uh she's ginger and she has red hair like down to her waist practically um and so we were like no you want to you want to be jesse like you look like jesse you should be jesse and she was like no i'm woody and i was like okay are you i just want to make sure you're not confused she's like no (laughs) and i was like okay i don't care it's basically the same costume so whatever yeah it really is a cowboy shirt whatever yeah uh so she was Woody, and not only was she Woody for Halloween, but we went to the father-daughter dance at her school, and she also wore the Woody costume because uh, that's what she wanted to wear. And every other little girl had like a dress and like yeah, and she had on her Woody costume. Oh, I love this! Like kid. a lot of attention. And I was oh, like, I love. This I did not make her do this. I did, you know. But I kind of look at it as like I we're sort of very Swiss about it, which is like we're neutral. Like I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to be like yes. You are a boy, Ivy. Like oh, you are a boy. Like I'm also not going to be like you're. Stop it. You're not a. I, yeah, you are a female. I'm just like okay. You're a boy today. I was a lizard for ten like a year, and I was also Batman for like five years. So and I remember the shirts you used to wear in high school. They were quite attention grabbing uh, as well. <laughs> Oof. Uh, yeah, I. You know, it's called fashion, <laughs> um, and I'm not proud of it. But yeah, we all make terrible oh, looking back. choices sometimes. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's the thing. That's why. I, but that's. Do you think that this, all of this Corona, COVID, whatever, will we look back on this and and think, wow, we overreacted? Will we look back on this and think, like, wow, we were being pretty ridiculous? Or like, do you think this is just the natural reaction? In ten years' time, is there a way to project how we think about right now? Because looking back 10, 15 years, we were pretty silly. Um, I, yeah, it's hard to say. I think we'll look, I mean, from a standpoint of like, as a culture, did we overreact? I think that remains to be seen of how bad this thing gets, but like, you know, I keep, I kind of, kind of, when I was talking to my wife and talking about like, should you go on these play dates anymore? Should we even go out anymore? You know, I was like, you know, prevention is stupid if it works, you know, if you, if you brush your teeth twice a day for 10 years and you don't get a cavity, it feels like, well, I don't need to do that. Cause I don't no, I haven't, no. I didn't get a cavity. So prevention feels stupid if it works because the bad thing doesn't happen. So I'm like, the only way we will know if this is over, if this is, if we should have done this is if we don't do it and it's bad. So got to just do it. Um, I don't, you know, I definitely don't, it'll be weird to look at. It's going to frame, um, I think it'll frame a lot of people's experience moving forward. You know, I mean, you know, they, there's all there's a lot of like the world changed after nine eleven, and mm-hmm. again, we were right in the middle of that. I didn't necessarily feel that life changed that much for me. I mean, we were what fifteen? It, I don't think we were even driving yet, were we? Yeah, no, I remember being in the car with my mom going to school. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we were freshmen in high school. I don't feel like it changed the world. I mean, airport air, you know, getting on airplanes, I guess, um, you know, yeah, I get the implications of it sociopolitically. Like we had never been attacked like that on our own soil. Um, not a military base, like, just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it wasn't Pearl Harbor. It was civilians. Yeah. So I understand that, but as again, a selfish high school kid, my life didn't feel that didn't feel like it, any big shift a, a month or two afterwards. It just felt like, Okay, like this is, but you know, again, maybe it's being too young and not having any point of reference, really. Um, but I, you know, I, I think about like my kids, how they're going to talk about it because again, they're pretty oblivious and it's not really 
adversely affecting their lives right now. But I, you know, when they're 40, 50, they'll say, Oh, I lived through the coronavirus pandemic, you know, and it really wasn't that bad. (laughs) Because we were hustling as parents, making (laughs) sure it wasn't that, but, and and I get, and as soon as I say that, like I I do complain to people that don't have kids definitely have it easier as far as you can just choose what you want to do all day. You can learn a new language or, you know, I I took up, I started playing a new video game or I took up world of Warcraft. Anyway, anything you want to do, you can, and we can't, but how awesome it is that we get just extended periods of time with our kids that most parents never got at, you know, at whatever stage or age that there are parent, your kids are slightly older than mine, but whatever, like very few parents can say they got weeks worth of just me and you every day, which yeah. is double-edged sword. It's, it's, it's draining, but it's also pretty sweet. Like our kids are yeah. going to know us really well. My, my wife, <laughs> bless her heart. I mean, she's, she deals with them a lot more, right? Cause even though I'm home, I'm, I'm trying to be productive and work from home. Me too. You know, but um, she's trying to keep them busy all day, and she's also homeschooling them right right now. So yeah, Sarah's um, too. So it's 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 a lot, and she has days where she's been, especially at the start of it, when it was so like kind of blindsided, and we were it was it, it was stressful because all of a sudden it was like, how what what is happening now? Yeah. It's sort of this weird rhythm of like this is our life now, and almost gotten used to it. Yeah, it's like the new normal. But at the first at the beginning, she was like, I this. I don't think I, how are we going to do this? This sucks so hard. <laughs> and I was like, you know, if the worst thing that comes out of this is we're stuck at home for a few weeks and like we come out of the other side of it and I still have a job, you still have a job. Like we don't, we're not just like destitute. Yeah. Like I am okay with that. If that's the worst thing that happens is that we're bored and we have like, <laughs> we're running out of things to do and we're kind of tired of each other. Um, it's really not, Again, it's this weird thing of like, it's such a massive, it's affecting everybody. There's nobody who's not affected by this, but it's also like not that big a deal. Like Mm -hmm. not that disruptive if you really think about it. Like, and like you said, if this had happened a hundred years ago and I I, I saw a thing on Twitter where there's some people who, um, all these people like live on farms uh, or in rural areas who already kind of like forage for their own food Mm-hmm. Or don't really aren't really that dependent on anything in the outside world. Don't even really understand. Like, not, they're, it, it's not affecting. They're like, I don't. Well, okay, I don't. Understand. The Amish don't give a shit right now. It's not registering to me. Yeah. So in a way, it's like, well, maybe we've made ourselves way too reliant on certain things. And I get that not everybody can. Of course, we can't all go live in farms and no. industrialization and like urban cities is like what's made us very prosperous. But um, it's sort of interesting that. A hundred years ago, I mean, this happens. Things like this probably happen. Yeah, Spanish, Spanish flu happened. Flu, you know, yeah. but nobody knew. They didn't shut down because nobody knew, and like a million people died. Uh, also, so, I didn't know what the Spanish flu was until like two weeks ago. I I know oh, right. I saw. I read like, maybe on Reddit. They're like, "Well, this happened a hundred years ago," and I was like, it, "What? What do we tell? What now?" Well, <laughs> yeah. huh? I mean, I guess it's, um, yeah, this stuff does happen, and it did back then. But I, I, yeah, maybe maybe this will help us like going forward. Remember, kind of, and like in a way to kind of almost rewind or look to the past, and like you know, we can get through this even without you know distractions of sports and billion dollar athletes. Maybe I think, I, and I, just me, I just keep making this list of like the things that I can't wait to do. Almost again, like an astronaut or like somebody mm. in the military. Like, yeah, what's the restaurant I want to go to? Like, yeah. what? Torchies. Oh my god, I want queso. Oh my God. Yeah. Where are the, like, you know, what are the things that I just, 
Um, you know, like one of the little small things, things you don't think of that you take for granted. And oh yeah, you know, and, and that way, yeah, it's it's gonna, you know, the positive I think will be that a lot of us are gonna be a lot more thankful for certain things that we didn't, you know, that you would never think you're taking for granted. Going to the grocery store, just going know, to the like, gym, going to the gym, yeah, going to the gym. Oh my god, it's like, dude. I find I, I am genuinely like restless at night. Like it takes me longer to go to sleep because I haven't like, I haven't been on a bench in, I don't know how, like I couldn't tell, you know what I mean? Like I haven't gotten it out, like whatever that is. And so, yeah, I think that's, that is like the, the one thing to try, or at least one of the things to try and remember is that this actually happened. There was a time, like I don't want to snooze or sleep through basketball ever again, because I don't know if it'll be the last for at least a long stretch or whatever, like this, you know, in case something ever happens again, take, don't take shit for granted. Yeah, if the Los Angeles Lakers win the championship, I don't think anybody will ever hear the end of it for me. I will be insufferable for like years to come. I mean, I it just like and I, the, conversely, if something happens and this bones the season, or oh. even if they come if they come back and they play bad and they lose or something, I will yeah, be rusty or something inconsolable. I will be so bad. <laughs> Dude, because it, it was all happening. It was happening. It was set up for you, man. It was set. You have no idea how badly I wanted Iguodala just to go there, just so I could buy a Lakers jersey. Like, because I want, <laughs> I, I can't otherwise. But dude, I wanted so because it looked like you guys. Like, it was, it was so ready. You, I mean, Braun and AD were teaming up so well. Everybody, role players. Like the fact that anybody knows who Alex Caruso is. The fact that everybody knows who Alex Caruso is. You guys were so ready. It's called Mamba, baby. Yeah, <sighs> just beating the Clippers. Just beating the Bucks. Like. Hitting our stride, mm-hmm. oh, man. It, that's that's a such a silly thing, but it's a bummer. It is winning my fantasy NBA fantasy basketball, league, <laughs> and I'm like, so do I win now? Like, what's Dude, happening? I have money tied up in in Bovada at gambling sites on on the Lakers and on other teams and Rookie of the Year bets and few and like it's still sitting there. They haven't given me my money back. So like, do, what? What happens if also here's something I was talking to uh, E Biggie uh, whatever day it was he says he just put a bunch of money on the Nets just in case the season drags out long enough that KD and Kyrie are like good and like ready because suddenly that's a different team and the the long odds are still like huge on him you're still getting like whatever to one year sure like, sure like that's worth a bet that's that's worth throwing a couple of bucks down that is also a scenario I am not excited for. Um, yeah, that would ruin. I mean, it would ruin you, but that's just one more team now that has legit competition. Um, yeah, that's a well. They're yeah, they're barely. They're still in the playoffs. I guess they could. Yeah, they could make it and then have two of the best player, top fifteen players in the league. Yeah, easily. <laughs> um, KD's even. Do you, uh, do you do? Are you on the stock market? Are you following that at all? Uh, I have never once cared about stocks until this happened. And now I'm debating it because I don't know what else to like, A, I want to feel like, you know, just a gambling fix, but B, like, it seems like maybe that's just a, another outlet for a cash flow or something. Not that it's going to be a guarantee making money, but no, do, do you play that? Do you get into that? I don't play it. Um, I, yeah, I have, I invest in stuff, but it's very like, it's long-term. Oh it's, yeah. I've got a 401k. And I mean, it's quite a 401k, but yeah, it's like a few years ago, I just started, I mean, I'm basically hiding my money for myself is my goal here because I don't, if I don't have it, I can't spend it. So I started, I just, yeah, I do like Nike and Disney um, and some other like, like Warren Buffett, whatever he does. Um, I just do it. I have an app that does that. Um, and that guy, Seriously. it's just like a um, copy Warren app. It's called uh well, it's the stash, but there's a, you can pick a company, you can pick um, causes you care about, whether it's like 
renewable energy or whatever cryptocurrency you can pick all kinds of things but one of them is just like i can't remember what it's called but it's like follow warren so you just like basically our berkshire you do what berkshire hathaway does um and it's pretty much like foolproof because unless the stock market like tanks like right now but um yeah i I mean i i never cared really till recently and again i'm not taking my money out mine's more just like to hide it from myself and for long term yeah Um, it'll be there in 30 years it's Maybe. funny, like uh-huh. I, I'm like the most like I thought the most surefire thing. Like Nike is actually doing okay, consider all things considered. Um, but like Walt Disney is just in the shitter. Oh, um, they can't release anything. Like, who would have thought? I thought that was so. It's Disney. They were until this happened. They were taking over the world. They were just slowly acquiring everything. They have not. They pulled all their movies. Yeah, uh, their they, parks are closed. All their parks are closed. Disney Plus is not like a it's a revenue stream, but it's not like a there's no pop from it. People have it or they don't. So like yeah. everybody already bought it. Yeah, you get um, it. We got it for free, like because we have AT or whatever. Yeah. It's like we paid. They gained no money from. I'm sure a lot of people still using it and not getting a dime. So I'm like, damn it! I thought that one was like bulletproof. Uh, huh. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe. I don't. And it doesn't. I don't play it like to make any money from it. Yeah, it's more and puts and things, and I don't understand any of that stuff. I'm not, you know, Matt McConaughey like thumping my chest or anything. Yeah, that's um, such a good movie, but yeah, dude, let's uh, let's do this again. This this is good. I don't know what the topic will be. Hopefully, not COVID again, but maybe it'll still be here in you know, however long. I know. I was like, man, I'm gonna get on this podcast with Joe. Uh, invited me, and it's like uh, she's like, what are you guys gonna talk about? I was like, I don't know, man, but hopefully, just something to like get get my mind off things and like you know, like think about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about? And you're like, COVID, and I'll, in all caps. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Dude, you know, it's, it's, you, you don't hide from it, bro. You, you, you face it and you, you, you kick through to the other side or, you know, I don't know, some other cliche, but that's, that's what I, we're doing, bro. I've been treating it like Voldemort. I'm like so tired. Of, I don't even say its name anymore. <laughs> I don't like want to say coronavirus. I don't say it. Like I sent an email today about it. It was like showing some some sales numbers. And I was like, off-premise has been actually really, really strong. We're sending a lot of beer and grocery um for obvious reasons and then i was yeah. like on premise uh, you know on premise we were down like 50 percent for march As do. and i was like um on premise has been a little soft for obvious reasons <laughs> i don't even i don't everybody know. knows everybody knows. <laughs> yeah it's bizarre everybody just has this weird somber look when you go out or like you know i got with the corner store to grab beard um just because it's close and i don't i know i don't have to like touch anything if i don't have need mm-hmm. to or or see anybody mm-hmm. but it's like this tetris that people play if you're like if you need to like cross an aisle with somebody everyone just like ah, uh, oh. waits and like okay you go and then i'll go yeah. i'll hold my breath in the corner you you go and then i'll come <laughs> back i know my buddy was like i'm fully masked up all the time now. i'm not taking any chances and i was like Whoa. i'm just holding my breath does that work yeah i know i legit if i'm if i go to if i turn down an aisle in a store I, if I see anybody, I legit hold my breath until they're at least six, seven steps away. I just, I just fine. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what else. Like, I don't know if that's even how it works, but I'm going to try. Super not how it works, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it can't hurt. Yeah. Hey, but, you know, I got to go to the store. We, we needed a bunch of stuff. And, like, we held out as long as we could. But it's like, you know, baby wipes. And, like, you, I have to. Like, my one of my kids, my daughter's still in diapers. Like, have to. There's no option here. Yep. Love it. Well, yeah, let's do it. I'm anytime, man. I got all the time in the world. And if you want yeah. me to explain to you why the triangle offense is the best um, <laughs> offense in the history of basketball or 
you know. Yeah. How how Gasol was one of the luckiest centers of all time, or we can we can go back how Andrew Bynum was integral to oh two championships. I think he gets no respect. Um, Wait, is that uh, a genuine? Do you believe that? Yeah, I mean Andrew Bynum played big minutes in all those years. They were uh, they were in the playoffs, and especially the three years they went to the finals. Um, and he was hurt uh, the year they lost to the Celtics, and the two years he was really healthy. He had incredible. He had close to All Star years, and he started every game for them those two years. He didn't finish because Lamar Odom would always finish the game, but he started every game, damn near every game. And um, I mean, he was a seven foot center, and you had Pau Gasol playing the four. I mean, it was like um, I just thought of that though because I some, a buddy sent me an Instagram post of like ESPN is desperate for content right now. Oh my so god, like, those poor bastards playing all sorts of nonsense, um, and. Uh, they were just like they posted this thing of like 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 the top players to come straight out of high school, and it was like Kobe, KG, uh, you know, all these incredible players. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it was like you know Tyson Chandler, which was a long I didn't even know that. twenty years ago, but he, yeah. And then the last one was Andrew Bynum. I was like, hey, Andrew, what up, Andrew? Give him a nod. Um, I know what we should do a podcast on though, since we're totally bored. Have you seen? The Michael Jordan um, documentary. Documentary, no, but I'm down. The Last Dance. It's a ten part thing. We should just do one. Yeah, we should watch an episode and just talk about it. I'm gonna watch it anyway, and I will. Otherwise, I will just talk to my wife about it, and she might stab me in the face. Oh, Sarah hates it. Yeah, she's not gonna care at all. Is it? Is that streaming now? Is it on like ESPN? Whatever. It comes out on April 10th. It's ten parts. They were gonna be this. It was gonna be the summer. Of course, but they were like oh, anything it. you have, release it. Anything, everybody, shoot all your bullets. So there's nothing. Why are you holding anything? So to be on ESPN, but I want to say they did something where it's going to be available for everyone. I can't remember. Streamable but somehow. It's ten episodes. I'd be down to do that. Dog. Ab- yes, absolutely. I'm in. Let's uh, let's pencil that down. Word. Hell yeah, bro. Good times. Thank y'all for listening and shit. Have a good one.